Hi, friends. Please take a minute if you enjoy our podcast to rate us and to follow along. It really helps us out to get more listeners who we are able to help with more empowering information. Thank you so much. Hi, friends. Lucy here from Nourishing the Essential, and I am so excited to have Megan Cumpy with me, nurse practitioner, buddy of mine, who is going to help us work out the MTHFR, no, I'm not cussing at you, but I will call it the mother effer gene. It is a mess. So I have MTHFR. It is a gene polymorphism. And basically how I describe it to people is it takes your toxic burden and it doesn't let you let it go like most people's bodies. And so whatever you ingest, whatever you touch, whatever you are around in your environment, it increases your toxic burden to a point that your body continues not to function correctly. So I'm going to let her um, explain a little bit more about what that means for your body if you have MTHFR. Yes. So thank you for letting me be here today. I'm excited about this. So this topic is um, pretty big and it's fairly all-encompassing, and I feel like it's something that we have studied for years, but in the past few years, it's gained some traction on um, awareness and diagnosis and people really understanding what's going on with their bodies. So let's first kind of talk about the actual MTHFR gene. It is a great gene that helps build the genetic sequence for your body to build amino acids. So what it will do is it converts um, folate, which is B9, into from its original form to another form and that is what your body will that's what's found in your blood and then your blood will use that that conversion to then build your building blocks for amino acids which build your um your protein levels so essentially like it's the genetic coding it's the blueprint for your body the mthfr gene is the blueprint for your body to build muscle and proteins. So when you have a deletion or um, when you have a polymorphism, you will not be able to build those essentially or appropriately. And what will happen is your body will then not do the conversions that it needs to do. And so that's how you end up building these toxic burdens and you have these heavy metals that hang out in your body and won't um, they won't clear because things are not being converted. Right. So I hope that makes sense. That makes, no, that does make sense Good. because it's, it's really hard to explain. Like when I tell people we have MTHFR, A, they think I'm swearing at them. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I mean, it's kind of a swear word in our house, but whatever. Absolutely. And B, like, what the heck is that weirdness is what they right. are thinking. So right. that's the easiest way I can describe it. But having a more like a medical approach to it is important because we need to understand actually what it's doing. And so there are two, um, um, different types here. So you have the C677T and the A1298C. Now those are just a bunch of numbers and letters, but let me tell you what the difference is. You can have one copy of C and one copy of A. You could have two copies of C or two copies of A or one of each or one of just one of them. So in our family, we have a big mix. So um, one of our daughters has one of each. Uh, My husband and I have one of the C. So when I was getting my daughter tested, I highly expected her to have two copies of C, right? Because it's genetic. No, was very surprised that she had a copy of C and a copy of A. So obviously this is passed down by grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, So it will go through your family. So the thing is, since it is hereditary, 
it ha there's testing needed. It's genetic Absolutely. testing. So um, let's talk about getting tested because next, if you're listening to this, you probably heard about MTHFR. You're trying to figure this out. Testing is just a beast right now. It is. It is. It's because um, it's difficult to test for new things. Um, and I'm not going to go off on a super COVID tangent, but you can, that's something that we've learned <laughs> sure. over like when things outbreak, yeah. um, we have outbreaks of things is like, we have to create the test to recognize those things. So right. this is one of those things that we've had to create testing for, um, for this genetic sequence to right. be, um, caught. I, I guess that's right. another yes. word, but, um, for us to be able to find this. And so, um, there's different ways to go about it. You can go to a geneticist, which a lot of times people will need referrals from their primary care provider, um, to get that genetic sequencing done. There's right. also other levels that mm -hmm. you can, um, that you can check. So you can check your homocysteine level and a lot of primary care providers are able to do yes. that. Um, now, um, yes. That's one thing that's been able, we've been able to add to panels and things like that. And get coverage from insurance. I want Absolutely. to add that. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Because that Thank is you. a block too, is because if you do need to go to a geneticist, sometimes your insurance is going to go, why? For what purpose? Right. Like, this is not really actually a thing. But if your primary care physician can pull a homocysteine level, that's great. I do Absolutely. want to point out your homocysteine level can be fine and you can have this. However, yes. it is more likely it will be elevated. Yes. And it's going to be elevated because your body is not able to convert the, um, the folate the way that it needs mm -hmm. to, to then, um, break down that homocysteine level and use mm -hmm. it appropriately, um, for that amino acid building. Um, and so you can also do some, um, like, Heavy metal testing. Yes. Um, I, I still kind of giggle to myself when I think of heavy metal. I always think of hard rock. So I think about like, your little um, heavy metal hanging yeah. out with like punk. Rocking yeah. and the blood there. <laughs> because I really are. You yeah. know, it's like the snot on the Mucinex commercial. Yes. That's like, this is my best life. Yep. I feel like your little um, heavy metals are hanging out, like clumping up, creating concerts, which is really making you sick. But right. they're loving it. They're um, having a great time yes. and they're just killing it, man. So, And it's important too because heavy metals are really hard to get out of your body. Absolutely. And Absolutely. They, they will show up. If you've got um, a heavy metal that is high, like it's going to show up and so mm -hmm. it's super important to ask the range of like from your doctor once you yes. see it on a test and that is one of the things that ranges are not subjective yet subjective so yes. they vary based on age they vary based on um region can yeah. also give you some difficulty because if you have um higher exposure to certain things yeah. but your body's functioning normally you know there's just there's a bunch of different um bunch of different uh, factors that go right. into ranges but you know you have these basic ranges that that vary and then also one thing to that we need to kind of nail down as a medical community is like what's considered actually toxic right and that is one thing that i have read over and over again is we have very we're having a very difficult time determining what is actually toxic. Um, and I think that is something, based off my own life experience, not just specifically with heavy metals, but just with other um, other vitamin levels and things like that. Like, it's kind of the opposite direction, but if you can function with a vitamin D level of 30, right. that um, 
you may be okay, but right. it's not necessarily what your body needs right. to, per se. You know, yes. like you, it may be that it's within that range of 30 to 100, right. but your body really needs to be between 70 to 80. I don't know if that, it's, no, it, it so does. It's, there's ranges with and it's, that. it's really difficult with range. So I will give an example of, of my oldest. So um, man, she's a trooper. She gets mm. her blood drawn like it ain't no thing. Like, I'm like, what? Awesome. I'm afraid of needles. That kid, she's like looking at it. She's like, That's you're going to put awesome. it in the thing. You're going to test it. Look at my blood. She Last time. Yes. So she said, look at my blood. Look how healthy that blood is. I was like, That's right, girl. It's yes. dark. It's awesome. Yes. I and her it. sister's looking at her like, um, No thanks. I'm she's not going like, next. Look at the wall. I know. <laughs> I'm going to try and breathe through exactly. this. Yes. So most genetic testing um, for MTHFR, you're going to do um, blood work. Now, mm -hmm. I did further genetic testing, um, which I will talk about on a later podcast um, with saliva as well. Um, but you will need blood work for this. I will say <clears throat> for kids, it's not that bad if you can prep them appropriately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, every, everybody knows about blood work and it's kind of a pill to swallow with a kid, but you know, you've got a phlebotomist that they're going to work great with you. It's Absolutely. fine. So when you are getting your blood work done and you're reading those tests, like it can be super frustrating. So her aluminum level was like really, really high. And so, um, in Texas, they always run a lead level at year one mm -hmm. because of what you're around, just like we talked about environment. Mm -hmm. So you might live in a community that they're going to run an aluminum test. So you're going to want to ask them about all heavy metals. So if you can run a heavy metal panel, yes. that's what you want. So tell us what that is going to look like so you can ask your doctor correctly. Okay. So, um, I know I like threw you into that that's okay. one. That's okay. So it's going to include copper. Um, it's going to include lead and it's going to include aluminum. Let me verify this. Um, do we include mercury anymore because of how much it has taken out of everything or do we still include it based on region? So it is included. Okay. Yeah. And so it's this one and this can also vary by provider. That's okay. one thing. So if you have a specific company that offers this level, it this one, it's um kind of a basic one. It's gonna it says lead, mercury, arsenic, and um, cadmium. Okay. Um and, and I think that's what we ran on on mine. So yes. yeah. but you might have another company that will have a more extensive panel mm -hmm. based off of what is being requested. So instead right. of ordering copper and aluminum and lead separately, they've mm -hmm. now included it in a panel and then included arsenic. Um, mercury and cadmium. Okay, so so that's good. So we know what to ask. So we can definitely ask our providers about homocysteine levels, about um, heavy metals, and then um, we want to talk about our diets and our habits because yes. as we do talk about toxic load, look, like most of us are kind of familiar. Like we yeah. know that yeah. we need to not have as many chemicals in the shower right. and not be eating as many packaged things. Right. So let's talk about the short list. The short list for food, if you have one or many of these copies in your body, so you should not be having uh, baking powder unless it is organic. It is the processing that has higher aluminum levels in it. You should not be having baking soda unless it is organic because it is a chemical process mm -hmm. um, instead of an organic process. Again, aluminum on that. Um, you are maybe a little bit more likely to have sensitivity with dairy and oats if you have MTHFR. So having a food diary is super awesome for that. Um, and then the thing that is really difficult that gets a lot of people is no synthetic folic acid. 
So the reason for this is the synthetic folic acid is a synthetic form of B9, which Megan talked about at the beginning. Your body can't convert that. It doesn't do anything. So it's just going to sit around and gunk up your system. Also, it could just create more havoc than it's worth. This is going to be in... Welcome to my world. It's in everything. <laughs> oh, it's in bread. It's in cereal. It's in vitamins. It's mm-hmm. in absolutely everything that's packaged. So if you're looking at, at a package and you need to send a kid to school with a snack, you need to be unbleached and unenriched flour. Which is oh, tricky to find. It's tricky. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like because we are having more awareness with this, that there are brands yes. that are really yes. are on the bandwagon. Yes. Let me say that. Yeah, I don't they think are. this is a bandwagon. I think this is actually a movement that have, and that are coming to more mainstream. Yes. So um, my mind is blanking on the name, but I think it's Bob Mills maybe. Yep. And you can get a bunch of stuff that is um, un, unbleached, unenriched. Yes. You can get. Uh, and it's at Walmart. It's versus at Walmart. having to make several trips to yes. several places. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. No, that's, and that's the thing is mm-hmm. it, when um, I remember my sister had a gluten allergy as a as a young girl and I'm like there was nothing There's there was nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. and now like you said so Bob Mills and also uh, King Arthur flower you yes. can get and I'm sure there's many other brands but also like you can find stuff in packaged foods you just got to read the label guys yes. you got to yes. read that label and it's and it potentially is going to be in a section I know this is not <laughs> no you're fine but it's potentially going to be in a section that is more um like, it may not be with the other cereal yeah. bars. It it's, may be in kind of its own, like, gluten-free section. Like, yeah. a lot of stuff is thrown under the gluten-free section. Um, yes. But it encompasses several different lifestyle um, modifications. It can. And I usually find pretzels that don't have that in it. Now, the frustrating thing is if you're trying to find a packaged snack and you're like, yes, okay, Un- unbleached, unenriched, oh, high baking powder. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so it's kind of like you, you just need to to fix that for yourself. Figure out where you stand. Right. Figure out how much you're going to allow into your life. Because it's more of decreasing the load, not necessarily completely eliminating. Right. Um, you can get there, mm-hmm. but it's not financially it can be a big burden yes. to just clean out your cabinet and go and purchase a massive volume of new foods. Um, yeah, that's much. And I, I don't feel like that's sustainable either. No. I feel like it's going to be these slow baby steps where you say, okay, I'm going to take out unbleached flour. Right. And then you start there and then you're like, okay, we can do this. Right. And then it's a building step of, okay, now we're going to take out all baking powder. Right. And so, you know, those pretzels that had two of the three, well, my kids eat those really well. And you just have yes. these conversations of what sits well Well, in and that's you. the yeah. thing, too, is if you have a kid, like, let's remind ourselves. It's 15 times on the plate, 15 times on the tongue before yep. it's like, okay, this is in my diet now as a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, you don't want to give, the, like, <laughs> this is the snack that they will eat at Grandma's house. Perfect. Send it. Okay. And then eventually start changing it. Like, okay, maybe you're going to have strawberries and five pretzels today. Not only pretzels. Right. Just, just start that way. Um, and so the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, supplements. So in order to support your body, you definitely need something else. Like you're going to need a vitamin. So we talked about the B vitamin, um, not being able to convert. So anything that you have needs to be in an already activated form. So Megan and I, um, we give our kids the Smarty Pants vitamin because mm-hmm. it's for us financially, it's something that we can have that's over the counter. 
the um, vitamins are already activated. So it's activated K, activated B2, 6, and 12, um, and methylfolate. So methylfolate is the activated form of folate. Um, so if you are pregnant, um, it, from my reading, it can cause um, miscarriages and neural tube defect and also infertility if you have MTHFR. So talk to me about um, methylfolate versus folic acid, like as a pregnant person. Yeah. What are you going to need to talk about there? So you're going to need to specifically talk to your healthcare provider because okay. there is you, – you also – this is like where it becomes a catch-22. Sure. Because to also avoid full um, neural tube defects, you need you to need give it. your baby yes. folic acid. Yes. So I think that you're, you know, that you're going to be able to specifically talk to your healthcare provider and say, "Hey, this is what I'm going on. What's right. going on?" So we're going to be watching those levels so it doesn't become toxic to you or to your child. Um, and so you may have more frequent lab draws and things like that. But right. I would probably, I mean, try and find your methylfolate that your body can then break down and yes. use what it needs to. Um, and then also, um, you, cause you know, Smarty Prince, Pants does now have a they prenatal vitamin. They do have vitamin. a prenatal vitamin. Um, and you're gonna be looking for your more, um, your more holistic, um, your more holistic vitamins, but that's going to be a big thing too, is because you may need to make sure, like, do a baseline of what your folic yes. acid level is before, before you, even you even start. Go. Yeah, um, and then the second you start feeling crummy, um, mm -hmm. because well, and that's tricky too, right? Because pregnancy sure makes you feel, you feel crummy. Sick. <laughs> um, but you know, if you start to have more joint pain, if you start to have more headaches, if you start to have that brain fog, mm. which again is super tricky because when you're pregnant, you have joint pain, yes. inflammation, and, and brain, brain fog. fog. So it's just, I would just really upfront say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Yes. Because because of the, are you too much causes the neural tube defects and, and not enough. And not enough. So just constantly in communication with your provider. And it's so important too, as like we talk about this, um, if you go into this, if you've got this, and if you go into this as like, knowledge is power, schoolhouse rock. And mm -hmm. you're like, all right, cool. I know this about my body and I'm going to like take charge. That will rub off on Absolutely. our kids. And like, and when you're talking to your provider, they're not looking at you going, right, she's a hypochondriactor. He's right. a hypochondriac. They're going, right. Like they want to have a healthy body and a Absolutely. healthy lifestyle. And they're going to be more open mm -hmm. about that conversation. So I hit a lot of roadblocks with this, so I just want to encourage you. Um, so my first daughter, uh, her first pediatrician told me that I was absolutely crackers. She was like, MTHFR is nothing, and it is like, I don't even believe in it. Okay, number one, like, read a book, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because in 2015, when I was pregnant with her, it was 30% of the population, and um, the data from 2020 is 65%. Right. Like, 65%. That's over half. Please pick up a book, friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the next person told me that even if I did know that she had MTHFR, um, it wouldn't really impact her life. Also false. It does impact your life. Now, it doesn't have to be like, oh, what was me? Right, right. But, but later on, the effects of not knowing this bad. I mean, we're talking about greater risk of cancer. We're talking about greater risk of Alzheimer's because mm -hmm. again, it's just toxic burden. You're putting it in your body. So having that stance on it, find a doctor who's going to listen to you. 
just find a doctor who's going to listen to you. So Megan was our provider <laughs> and I came in and I was like, oh, thank God. Like she's my friend. And even if she thinks I'm nuts, like we have a relationship that she's going to be like, you're nuts. I love you. You're nuts. <laughs> but I did but it. She did that. it. Yeah. She was like, what can I do? I'm going to research this. And that is the person you want. If they don't know, they need to research it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's hard to get testing, you just need to be able to have the conversation that says like, okay, it's hard to get testing here. Where should I go? Right. And your provider should be able to be like, yeah, let's figure that out. Let's right. figure that out and then come back to me. Absolutely. Uh, and also detoxing. So your body is not going to get rid of stuff. So let's talk about what's the best way to, to help our bodies do that. So a couple of things that um, universal, you know, mm-hmm. I am a big fan of sweating. I've never been a big fan of sweating on this health journey myself. I know <laughs> I should say I'm now a big fan of sweating. Yeah. It's going to be a massive way to detox your body. Yes. And so exercise, um, you can do infrared. There's a lot of options yes. for that. Um, but you need to pull these toxins out. So yes. Lucy and I were talking about, um, how you can do Epsom salt baths and that's yeah. great for pregnancy too because yes. anytime you can just kind of soak and then whenever you do detox replenishing with water yes. you know a clean water um and then you guys do dry brushing yes for we do your kiddos yes it's been um it's a little bit weird if you have a sensory kid who's like don't touch me in that area right. and that's fine just do it a little bit at a time but right. the kids actually really like it now they do it right before a shower so we just kind of scrub them down mm-hmm. and i started with a rough washcloth and so I just like really briskly would rub their little bodies and then they would get in a really hot shower and it just helps pull out all those toxins so without spending a lot of money right those are three right. great things that you can do absolutely and it just so um, as women you know our biggest ways of removing toxins are gonna be urination which right. people know that so you gotta clean in toxins out um sweating is a massive one and then also having um, your menstrual cycle right and so um there's a lot of different views on those things um but you know getting back to some of our basic functions of our body um really will help kind of decrease some of that that burden because we you know we also spend a lot of time indoors and Mm -hmm. so we've kind of mitigated some of that sweat response and so ways to do that infrared steam yeah um you can do some saunas but also if you are pregnant please consult your primary care or your your healthcare provider before you get get yes that is our disclaimer because Please. Decrease risk. I mean, that increases your risk for dehydration and fainting and right. Yes. So yes, I would I would exercise indoors versus outdoors. Yes. Once I passed a certain point, but I exercised outside a lot during pregnancy. And I felt like I did a lot of detoxing during that yes, time. And absolutely. I I think too, like we're going to be talking um, more about periods and women's health in another podcast. But I just want to encourage you, like if you are on any kind of contraceptive that you do not have your period, your body is not in alignment with how it was created. And so you're storing up a lot of things. And I know that yes. like there's a lot of fear right now about um, getting pregnant just mm-hmm. with Roe versus Wade like, and all of the emotions around that, good or bad or wherever you land. So 
we are going to talk about contraceptives and like just options and things to think about and like ways to think about your contraception in a later podcast. So I just want to encourage you, if you are on something that you're not having your period, consider something else so that you can be in more in alignment with your body. Yes. But we just hope that this encourages you. And if you find out that you have MTHFR, like it is a mother effer. Like <laughs> it's okay. Like you can say that. And we joke about it all the time. But there are ways just to um, reframe your thinking about it and just take action. Um, And the very last thing that I forgot to say is do not take Tylenol. And I forgot to say that in our what not to eat because your Tylenol depletes your glutathione. And I know a lot of doctors will recommend Tylenol. So anything that you can do, um, ibuprofen is not my favorite, but it is a better option for your body over Tylenol. Okay, that's so much information. I'm going to link all kinds of things in the notes, um, all kinds of articles and providers that have um, some great videos about this. So be encouraged. Keep doing what you're doing. You are essential.